0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Joe Buck had the call on Fox in 1998. And coming up on June 14th, Father's Day night, ESPN will have a documentary called Long Gone Summer about that home run chase of 1998 between... The Cardinals, Mark McGuire, and the Cubs, Sammy Sosa. And one guy who was on both of those teams that year was third baseman Gary Gaetti, who joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line with Michelle Smallman. Gary, this is Randy Carricker, and thanks so much for taking some time with us this morning. How are you?
0: I'm fine, thank you. Not a problem. It's a pretty interesting event that happened. It's a nice memory, so it was a good time.
2: Gary, before we get to the home run chase and your memories of that, you're a Centralia kid. I want to know, what was it like for you in 96 when you first put on a Cardinals jersey? Do you remember what that felt like in that moment?
0: Yeah, that's pretty special. uh, I kind of describe it like, you know, obviously a dream come true, but I'd be out there playing on the field and I'd have that same warm, fuzzy feeling of what the ballpark smelled like when I was a little kid coming over there to watch the games and stuff. So, I mean, it was just like coming, you know, full circle in a career where, you know, you got to do the very thing that you grew up, you know, wanting to do. So it was really awesome.
2: When you say that, that you can get those nostalgic feelings of what the ballpark smells like, I think all of us in St. Louis can close our eyes and we know exactly what Busch Stadium smells like. But how do we describe that smell? It's like beer and dirt and hot dogs. It's a really great combination.
0: (laughs) I know. (laughs) Just a little bit little bit sweet, a little bit sour, you know, but it's just something you never forget. I think that sense of smell is the one, you know, sense that stays with you forever, you know. And it was just like, it was so weird to be out there on the field and then smell that, you know. The wind must have caught it just right. I said, man, I remember what it was like coming over here when I was eight years old. It smelled just like that. So, no, it's just, that was just a neat thing.
1: That's the voice of uh, former Cardinal Gary Gaetti, who came to the Cardinals in 1996, was with that division championship team, 97, and then then until August of 98. And and I want to go back to when the Cardinals got McGuire, and you saw what he did down the stretch in 97. And as we started 1998, we in the media were all talking about, and I know you guys were thinking about, him breaking that record. What was it like in spring training that year? Because I, I remember there was a lot of media there for McGuire's first spring training with the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, and there was a lot of everything there that year. So, I mean, it was it was great for the rest of us because he drew all the attention to himself. So we got to relax a little bit. But then, you know, it was just a scene. I mean, the whole thing was just is like unbelievable, unreal, and you know, pretty special to be a part of it. I wish I, I'm sure Mark would have traded all of it for the you know winning, but you know, it was still a special time.
2: Gary, with all that media attention that was going on during that home run chase, was it sometimes hard to focus on the game? Because you've got a front row seat to this unbelievable moment in baseball history. Is it hard sometimes to think, oh, yeah, we actually have games going on, too, that we need to focus on?
0: Well, uh, yes and no. I mean, it it was different, you know, with the Cardinals because I really, you know, it wasn't going that great as, you know as a team. And then the Cubs, the excitement was all about the Cubs making it to the playoffs, you know, and I ended up over there late in the season. So it was a lot more emphasis on, you know, the games and, and, um, yet it, the focus during batting practice and, uh, you know, the downtimes and stuff like that. I mean, the games were still good, but the batting practice was just, a it's like a riot. It, it was just how far is this guy going to hit one? And I mean, it was, it's, it's kind of hard to describe, but it was just like going from one circus to another,
2: as you mentioned gary that ninety eight season you start with the Cardinals, and then in August you're acquired by the Cubs. when you first went over to the Cubs, quote the rival team and all of this, did they get asked for a scouting report on on Maguire? What were those conversations like when you went over to the Cubs?
0: Not really, I mean, we just I remember we played them a couple times, but it wasn't you know it wasn't like. I was a secret agent that was going to, you know, tell them what to do. I mean, they'd seen him enough to know, but, you know, I mean, you still, you still wonder why, you know, at times guys pitch to Sammy or Mark, you know, why why even take a chance there, you know, but then it comes down to being, you know, playing the game the right way and, and um, still you still have to hit the ball you still have to throw the ball and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't some secret strategy, but it was kind of cool to see.
1: Gary, what stands out in your mind's eye? What's front of mind for you from your time with the Cardinals through mid-August of that year? Is there any home run or any event on or off the field that you really remember?
0: Well, I was looking at some stuff the other day in my scrapbook kind of things, and I do remember (laughs) the home run, the big one, you know, that you know put him in front. And the pictures that you see, I mean, I remember getting a greeting coming around third base and got a picture of, you know, a little high-five and a hug and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't I, – I will say like this, when when I got over to the Cubs, I really thought Sammy was going to be the one to do it because he was so hot at the time. And then they were going back and forth and back and forth. And then it's like the uh, the chase to the playoffs there with the Cubs in the end. I um, It kind of took a little precedent over, you know, who was going to actually hit the most at the time. and It was more important that the Cubs, you know, we won than, you know, the the home run thing. But um, I don't know, that's what it seemed like to me. There was a time when they were both tied at 66 or something like that. I really thought Sammy was going to win it.
1: It was perfect to me that Sammy was on the Cubs and Mark was on the Cardinals. That just added to it. Obviously, he had the rivalry between the teams. Was there a rivalry between those two players?
0: I think there had to be a little bit of, you know, macho pride of who's going to do it. And I think they were genuinely, you know, cordial to each other, you know, when it came time, when it came down to it. I think, but, you, you know, you, I think it, anytime somebody's going for a batting title or a home run title or something like that, there's got to be a little bit of, I hope he, you know, I hope he strikes out this time or whatever. But no, I, I think they were pretty gentlemanly about the whole thing
1: and I want to get your take on that season you talked about how McGuire took a lot of pressure off of you guys from a media perspective and he had a tendency to be terse and tense with us in the media but when the clubhouse doors were
0: closed
1: what was Mark like then?
0: Um, Mark was a pretty private guy to tell you the truth I mean he was not a um, I mean he he would find his solace and you know i think you know getting away from all of it you know and i don't blame him at all i don't know why he would be terse with you guys i I don't (laughs) understand that (laughs) trying to talk to a mob of people every day it was just jabbing microphones in your face and i'm sure he got tired answering questions and so he he was he was pretty private you know whether it's a whirlpool bath or you know just getting some ice in the training room i think he liked to get his private time and then try to sneak out there i sneak out of there and his so public his private life is just going to be destroyed but you know i felt sorry for him in that regard but he wasn't like a you know he wasn't a totally different person than you'd see in the club, in the dugout or in you know on in the interviews and talking like that but i mean just a decent guy and he felt kind of privileged sometimes if you got to actually talk to him and you know in a real setting mm-hmm. so
1: Gary, I got to tell you a, a quick story. In April of that year, there was a vote here in St. Louis. And one of the news, there was something about gun control on the ballot. And one of the news stations sent a news reporter over to ask Mark McGuire what he thought about this gun control issue that's on a ballot. When you talk about why he got tense and terse with the media, that's a perfect example. They were asking him every ridiculous question in the book.
0: I know. Yeah, I mean, let's get his spin on it because he's the most important person in the world right now because he can hit home runs. Oh, I know. I mean, i had been curious to see what Mark's answer was to some of that stuff like that instead of, he said, "Why don't how would I just answer it like this, and I'll just pinch your head off?" Okay, something like that.
1: <laughs> right. It, you mentioned that you felt privileged to be with it, and Michelle and I were talking earlier about where baseball is now. And I said, McGuire and Sosa aren't walking through that door. As you watch baseball now, can you envis- envision another summer like that? Another event that will get the the nation as fired up as those two did that
0: summer? I don't know. Um, Maybe, but I mean, I, I couldn't imagine what the coverage would be like now. I mean, I think it'd be interesting. I think the one thing that it would be cool to see was if somebody could hit 400 again. You know, I mean, I just, <laughs> I, I, it would be, it, you would have to have a uh, security detail today to even get to through the ballpark or some kind of almost like a secret service to do it. But
1: yeah, it, it, the, the media horde would be <laughs> unbelievable. Gary, it's great to have you with us. Thanks so much for taking some time and sharing some memories. We appreciate it.
0: Well, that's no problem. Thanks a lot. Those are good times.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Have a great day. Take care.
1: Thank you.